Welcome to another episode of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, Local Neighborhood Baby. Today, we have a very special guest, Roy, from the podcast, Let Me Tell You Something, Bitch. And I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself, Roy. Hi, guys. It's Roy. I am the host of Let Me Tell You Something, Bitch. And it's a podcast really about everything where I tell my stories and some of them you'll hear here, but a lot of them you'll hear there. And they're all pretty crazy. Yes, they are. And they're wonderful. I recommend everybody go ahead and check them out. Where can they find your podcast? And if you could tell them where they can find your socials as well. Sure. I am on uh, Freaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, because they stopped hating on me and finally added my show. And <laughs> basically streaming everywhere pod chaser cast box deezer um you can find me on twitter at let me bitch bitch and nice. you can find me on instagram at let me tell you something bitch perfect yeah you can find this podcast pretty much everywhere so that's perfect definitely go check this podcast out so today we are going to be talking about some of our messy stories. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I definitely indulge in some very silly, um, messy uh, situations. I get myself into those situations and um, I don't shy away from telling you guys because maybe you can learn something from it. Maybe it's something that you, you can learn from and not do. Or if you have been in those types of situations, Hopefully we can relate and you know that you're not alone. You know, you're not the only one getting yourself into some shit. So today Roy and I are going to be discussing some of more of our messy stories. And Roy, um, I'm going to ask you to first, you know, maybe share with us one of your messiest stories that you would like everybody to know about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this happened when I was in high school and I start here because I actually I actually ruined a pretty decent relationship with a homegirl of mine over a guy. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those bitches. <laughs> so, it happens. Basically, um, when I was 17, I decided I am ready to lose my virginity. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to start having sex. It's, I'm done okay. with this whole thing. <laughs> Alicia Keys, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, very that. Um, so essentially, I was like, I'm going to college next year, and that's going to be a total fuck fest. So I need to get this virginity thing out of the way so that I'm ready for all these orgies we're going to be having in college. That did not happen, but okay. I love so, how I love how that was your thought like oh hold on I have to lose this v card because we're gonna be having full-on fucking orgies and I need to be prepared literally I was an idiot like well what teenager wasn't so when I was 16 my homegirl 
we can call her Nellie. She introduced she introduced me to this guy um, that was her friend, quote unquote, best friend, and we can call him TR, like Texas Ranger. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she introduced me to TR, and long story short, he likes me. Now I'm 16. TR is 19. So he and I start talking but he's also like I don't know you're like so much younger than me jail bait back right (laughs) I'm like this guy was definitely manipulating me because he was trying to make it seem like he didn't want to date me because of my age and it just made me like beg him to date me (laughs) okay R. Kelly (laughs) right so eventually when I'm 17 and he's 20 we start dating and immediately I'm like, let's fuck, because this was my whole modus operandi for starting this relationship. The dick did not snap at all. <laughs> and then I, because my thing was like, oh, he's much older. So like, he's going to be able to teach me how to have sex. Nope, that didn't happen. And oh, that sucks. Then throughout the throes of this like crazy, you know, teenage girl college guy relationship it comes out that Nelly is like in love with him she never told me that she liked him like she never said anything when I said that like you know he and I have been talking and I like me and I'm interested in him she never said anything of the sort she was like that's like her brother he's her best friend Oh my God, that I hate that kind of girl. First of all, if you're that kind of girl, please stop. Please stop. Definitely. Like, if you like that boy, just say it. Because literally, I was like, and I still am the kind of girl, like, if my friend likes you, you are off limits. I don't care what I'm trying to do. I'm not going to date somebody that my homegirl has a crush on. Right. So girl anyway, code. Girl code, right? And... He and I are dating. It's not going well. I, the whole sex thing didn't really work out the way I thought it would. And so I break up with him on AIM. <laughs> Classic. Wow. I literally, oh God. He was like away. And I literally <laughs> borrowed. I literally borrowed my friend's two-way pager signed into my aim and sent him a breakup message. And it was like this long paragraph where I'm like, we don't really have anything to talk about. And I'm not sure we like each other and it's not working out. So we need to break up. Yeah. Instant messenger breakup. That's (laughs) damn. (laughs) I was 17. Oh my God. I'm so messed. I'm like telling the story. I'm like, I'm such a messy bitch. But anyway, I break up with him on aim. He's away. He comes back, like, you know, he gets on AIM and he reads the message and he's like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, yeah, I said what I said. (laughs) And this is like the beginning of the end of my friendship with Nellie because she took it very personally that like I did this to him and like kind of quote unquote played her homeboy. Whatever. Get over it, Furtado. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, yes, it's called Furtado. (laughs) <laughs> like she took it very personally that I did this because I guess for her it was like he's my dream guy and you just kind of shat all over him 
Okay, well, this is your end, bitch. Like, now you can pick up the pieces, you sloppy slore. (laughs) They have never dated. Like, it has never gone down that way. Like, I'm no longer in relationship with her, but we still have friends in common because we grew up together and went to high school together. She ain't never been with this dude. It's not happening that way anyway. Wow. She starts taking it personally. And it really starts affecting our friendship. And she kind of confronts me, like, you know, why would you do this to him? And I was truthful, which I probably should have lied. But I was just like, honestly, like, the sex was terrible. And I thought that it would be better and he'd be able to put me on game because he's so much older. But, excuse me, but he didn't and all I kind of wanted was the dick and it didn't work out so I'm done with it she tells him what I said well you know what maybe that will help his fucking trash game step up (laughs) and he told me before anything happened between us he told me that his first girlfriend cheated on him and I was just like oh my gosh she's a bitch but then after I fucked him I was like oh no the dick is terrible so She tells him what I said, which this was like in confidence. Like if I wanted him to know that I would have said it to him, girl. She tells him what I said. Do you know this man confronted me? What did he say? In public. (gasps) In public. He's not afraid to confront you in public after knowing his dick is trash. I need to know the details. Because he did. I feel like he didn't believe it to be true he thought that like you know I was lying or something anyway he confronts me in public in a staircase in Queensbridge why I was in the project I don't know like why did I come here (laughs) (laughs) but I'm I'm in the project and he addresses me about the situation in front of his friends in front of my friends we're all there And he basically is like, your pussy is whack. I never came. I didn't like fucking you. You're not sexy. I'm 17. And (laughs) I'm just standing there like, okay, like if that's your opinion, um, you could have told me that privately because I didn't say the things I said about you in a public forum. We leave. She's there while he's doing this to me. She's there. And she's like not stopping him. She's standing next to him while he's doing this and I'm like girl like is this the end of our friendship right now like you're letting this dude like kind of attack me in public in this staircase in in the project it was a mess we leave and like we're driving back to our part of town and the whole time we're just all quiet like me her our other friend we can call this girl Mimi me, her, and Mimi, and the guy driving us, we're just all quiet, and it's like, okay, that happened, and from that day on, me being the Capricorn that I am, I went for that bitch's throat after that, and that <laughs> exactly, was like whole, yes, good, that was our whole senior year, like, our whole senior year of high school, because this happened junior year, our whole senior year of high school was just me, like, I'm going to rip you to shreds, bitch. And I love to hear it. (laughs) I did. And needless to say, we're not friends anymore. Um, I've seen her a couple times since then. Once, really, 
because I went to college and she stayed in Queens and then I moved to LA. So it wasn't like we were running in the same circles, but like our senior year was me just like coming for her throat. Cause I'm like, the only way he would know that I said these things about him is if you literally told him what I said. And then you low key set me up to be accosted in this staircase in the ghetto. You Judas fucking bitch. (laughs) And she knew that that would hurt my feelings. Not just the public, like, you know, defamation of of my, the public defamation of my virginal vagina. But like, we're in this pissy ass staircase in the middle of the project. Like, girl, you know that I only even came here because we were supposed to get in a ride home from your other homeboy. You set this up. She denied it. She denied it to the day, like our last day in school. She denied that this was set up. But I was like, girl, I'm not, I'm not a fool. But just admit to it. That's what I don't like. Like this girl, okay, this girl clearly, so much to unpack. This girl <laughs> clearly, first of all, didn't have the balls. You didn't have the balls to say that you liked the man. You didn't have the balls to tell me that you liked him or tell him you know, that you liked him prior. You didn't have the the balls to tell me that you told him this about me, but you wanted to stand with him there. Like, and you still want to be my friend. So like, you're a fucking weirdo. I dated the guy that you liked. You didn't tell me about it. You, you set me up and you still wanted to be my friend. Why? Why? Like, I hate, like, there, growing up, there was so many instances of this stuff happening where girls would like a guy, but they would still set up their friend with the guy to almost like live vicariously through them, like some single white female shit. And then mm-hmm. like still want to be your friend, like tr- start to cause like stupid situations, like like what you described, and then still want to be your friend. So it's like, what do you want to do next? Skin me, wear me? Like, what's your problem? Like, what do you want? You know, so weird. So fucking weird. And we literally like lived only a few blocks away from each other. We knew each other's parents, like her mom used to drive us to school. And so it's like, we're going to be hanging, like we have the same friends, like we're one friend group. We're going to be hanging out every day for the rest of the fucking school year. So like, why? Why did you do this? Like you should have at least waited till we were like, you know, a few weeks away from graduation. This shit happened at the beginning of like junior year. And then we had to go through the rest of high school this way. And I lost the moral high ground because I really did come for her like every second that I got a chance to because it was just like, I'm not really that mad at him because fuck him, like the dick is whack regardless and that's always going to be true. But you were supposed to be my girl, like. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially at those ages and, and I think overall too, like women are different from men. A lot of people hate on female friendship because you know we get all of these depictions of like women constantly fighting with each other bickering with each other it seems like a very volatile thing but the thing is is like women love their friends and have friendships like fiercely it's not this like casual connection where we're sitting next to each other like watching sports it's like if a woman has a friend we love each other fiercely we understand each other we want to protect each other we're protective over each other like it's literally like just this really tight bond 
and it's very fierce. And so when somebody does something to break that bond, like it's personal, it's very personal. And I think that's what men don't understand. I mean, women obviously have a different emotional intelligence level, or we simply understand emotions differently than men or process them differently. And again, to me, very passionate, very strong. And I think even when, you know, at those ages, especially even stronger, because you're going through all of these things together, maturing together. So like to turn on your girl like that, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like Nelly. over a guy, over a guy that you didn't Nelly. even end up with. Sad to hear it. And it's like, not only did she not end up with him, but like, <laughs> excuse me, I'm talking so long. But <laughs> not even that she didn't end up with him. It was like when he and I started dating before when he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I, cause for, let, let me be clear. I did not want to be this man's girlfriend. I was just not like, I you wanted to dump the V card enough to be honest about what I wanted. And I didn't want people to think I was a slut if I had sex with someone for the first time and they weren't my boyfriend. But it's like, girl, you are a slut. Like live it, believe it, know it, be it. Like it's fine. Yeah. However, at 17, I was not ready to just admit that, like, I am a sexually liberated, unbothered body, because that's what slut means, and I just want to have sex with this guy and move on, and so I kind of feigned a relationship, and then it blew up in my face in ways that I would have never guessed, like, so it's like, I didn't really want to be with him like that, but she clearly did, and then I think after I was with him, it kind of spoiled it for her, because she had this fantasy of who he was. And like, he was our high school quarterback when he went to our high school, even though he was a few mm-hmm. years older than us. So like, he was like the quarterback and he was all these things. And I think that she had this fantasy of him. And then after I was with him, it was like, oh girl, no, it ain't, it ain't given what it was supposed to have gay. Yeah. I mean, again, like trying to live vicariously through you, which is, you know, so weird. Yeah. But, you know, I think she's doing good now. Like, I, think she's doing good. <laughs> I hope she is. Like, I don't have any malice because I'm like, anything that, any, like, vengeance that I was going to get, I got. So we're good. <laughs> you tore her to shreds. I tore that bitch to shreds. <laughs> I'm laughing about it. But it's like, I you mean... know, because it's, it's, it's funny just, like, I don't know why she kept hanging out with us. It's like, this would have been the time to stop being friends with this friend. She had no, she, this was your friend group. She probably, you know, didn't have other friends to turn to maybe and like needed to stay in this friend group or felt like too insecure to like break away. Yeah. Her cousin wanted to fight me at prom. It was crazy. Oh, that's, (laughs) that's hilarious. I, Cause I went in, like I, I went Capricorn in. Give an deep. example of, of what you maybe did to her. Like something like gnarly that you maybe did to oh try to get God. back. I'm trying to think. So like, cause there were so many things. A lot of it was psychological. <laughs> psychological <terrible>. warfare. <laughs> psychological <laughs> warfare. But like, um, this is random. we, we favored each other in the sense that like we were both brown skinned black girls with glasses. And so I remember one time we were like riding home on the train and this lady was like, oh my gosh, are you guys twins? And I looked at her and looked at the lady and I was like, no, but the way that I said no is as if I was so offensive. And I knew it hurt her 
feelings and I said it to hurt her feelings because in reality it's like I don't think that she was like less attractive than me but I was like I know that this is an insecurity for you so I'm driving it home and then Mimi was there our friend Mimi who witnessed all of the Mr. God she was there and then once we separated she was like you know you didn't have to say no like that but I did though so it was little things like that but it piled up because it was like every day pretty much for a year and it's like every opportunity that I had to like stick a knife in her self-esteem I did and you know I don't regret it but I'm a better person now and I just want that to be put out out there like I'm, I'm, Are you? I'm, I'm a better person I believe I am my therapist might beg to differ but I believe I am same hard same I love that story I think that you know I'm not I'm not I'm not judging you off that story I think that you know when when those things happen when you're insulted to your face in public by some guy it's terrible but then when it's like your friend who set you up, that's 10 million times worse. Total violation of girl code. Um, so weird to me, like the whole, again, the whole concept of like hooking your friend up with somebody that you like just to live vicariously through your friend. And then, you know, things didn't go as you wanted them to go. And then you turn on your friend and then you never admit it. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. So I feel like she got her just desserts. She got what you know, was coming to her. And I hope that um, if there's any silver lining in it, it's that she learned maybe not to do that to other people, to other friends, because I feel like sometimes, you know, when you get away with something, maybe that you do to someone that might inspire you to continue to do something like that, like turn on your other friends. Cause you know, like the first time you did it, you got away with it. And you're like, you feel justified. Like, Oh, she got what she deserved. But instead, because you did the psychological warfare on her, maybe she <laughs> learned a lesson to like not try to even do this to anyone else. Um, so that's that's what I'm hoping. Um, I love it. I think she did because from what I can tell, she definitely got a boob job and psychological warfare did touch the tits. Like, <laughs> touch the tits. <laughs> so, so well, I mean, I hope she's Instagram, happy with she it. Her, oh my God, they look great. I'm like, oh, those titties look perfect. So, but yeah, they weren't always that way. So I think maybe she did learn her lesson because what happened led to me, you know, touching on the status of her boobs and they look very different now. Wow, you you changed her life. <laughs> I did, I did for the better. Because them titties look perfect. Like she went, she didn't get a discount. She paid full price for those. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wow. That's a, the cherry on top. You not only did this psychological warfare on her, but she also changed her entire life because of your words. And you know what? Worth it. What else can we ask for? <laughs> yes. What else can we ask for? So since you did a throwback story, I'll uh, do a throwback messy story uh, myself as well. And I'll try to keep it within the same age range. So when I was 17 years old, um, yeah, it's so funny because the story is is kind of like a fucked up, of course it's a fucked up story, but it's, I feel like it's kind of intersects a little bit with the theme of your story, except I'm the bad guy. 
Um, I think in your story, you're the good guy. Um, <laughs> I love villain stories though. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, when I was 17, um, I, li- I liked this guy. He was older than me as well. He was probably, I want to say 20, 20 or bordering on 21. And he was going at the time to the local community college. I was still in high school as a senior. Um, and I liked him since like my sophomore year of high school. Um, when I was a sophomore, he was a senior. I met him like randomly at a football game. He was going to another school at the time. Um, and my friend knew my best friend at the time knew his cousin. So she came up to say hi to his cousin. He happened to be there. Him and I were kind of like flirting a little bit. And then we just, you know, after that, I never thought I'd really see him again. And then he transferred to my school. Um, or whatever so I did I did end up seeing him but we ended up becoming more friends than anything he tried to talk to me but by the time he tried to like make his move on me I already had a boyfriend (laughs) so it didn't work that way but like anyway senior year um and I thought he was like he, he got even hotter you know he started working out even more and like he got all buff and like you know really really sexy so I was like ooh, you know college guy older guy really really hot And, um, anyway, by that point we were like talking on the phone, like, you know, he was trying to take me out on, you know, different dates and stuff. But at the same time, I knew I had one of my friends, I'll call her Julia, his random name. Um, Julia had liked him for a very long time as well. When I was dating my boyfriend that I was with, um, when he was trying to talk to me, like after, of course, that like he couldn't really get with me because I was with someone else. Um, my friend Julia started like talking to him and like, you know, they had a little thing going. They never really um, became boyfriend and girlfriend, but they had like a little fling going that he never made official with her. And but she was like in love with him, like so in love with him. Um, and then I was started to talk to him more so when I was 17 and we started hanging out and stuff like that. And then, um, but at that time he was still talking to Julia. Um, she was so in love with him and he finally ended up making things official with her. So like they were boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and, and, but I would still talk to him. I would still like, we would still have like our long night conversations. Like we, um, would go out, like hang out, like I said. And then finally, um, one night. Um, he was like, we were talking and he was like, oh, you should, you should come out. You should like come over and stuff like that. So for me to come over, like, obviously I would have to sneak out of my house. So I did <laughs> like naturally I snuck out okay. of my, yeah, I snuck out of my house. And by the way, my friend Julia lived up the street from me. He lived oh, probably like three or four streets away from me. And like, and me and Julia, like she rode the same like bus that I did to go to school every morning. Like, I wouldn't say that we were like best friends or anything like that, but we ran in the same friend group. We were friends, you know, like we were friends. Um, and I'd known her for a long time. So yeah, so I went to her boyfriend's house <laughs> in the middle of the night and him and I ended up hooking up and it was good. He was Scorpio. Um, yeah. You know, that dick was good, girl. Like it was so good. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like this was so worth it. 
Um, and then like, he, so he walked me home, whatever we made out. And I stuck back in my house. I was like, Ooh, and the next morning I'm at the bus stop, like taking the bus with my, my friend, Julia, like, you know, okay. Um, I felt a little guilty, but honestly, like more than anything, I felt like a badass bitch. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, I got you this, were like, a badass bitch. <laughs> like, this dirty little secret, you know? And I was like, oh my God, like, I, what, who am I? You know what I mean? But he was just so hot. He was so fucking hot. And I felt like, I personally felt like Julia was, I felt like he kind of gave into Julia because she was so in love with him. But I also felt like Julia was like, like he was out of her league is how I felt as mean as that was. I felt like he was like out of her league. Um, and anyway, once would have been enough. That would have been fucking messy enough, <laughs> but it was so good. So like we, him and I um, continued talking, obviously, like, and we had a couple of hookups. I think we hooked up a total of three times um, before the situation exploded. So... <laughs> so um I one one time where Julia was over his house hanging out or whatever I was texting him and like our text at that time we were like just obviously flirting with each other sometimes things were hot and heavy like sending really incriminating text messages so like she was over there with him I was texting him he was texting me back whatever and he was I guess of course you know if he's like in the midst of texting me he wasn't paying as much attention to her and so I guess he left his phone and she went into his phone and she saw these messages and she was pissed of course you know he was cheating on her and he was cheating on her with her friend which is me and Julia was fucking livid livid of course, but like, I didn't even know that she found out about it. I didn't know anything about that until the next morning. Like, apparently he had gotten into like, obviously she confronted him. Um, they got into an argument. He broke up with her. <laughs> so like to make matters worse, like you're being cheated on and he, you get into an argument confrontation and he breaks up with you. She didn't want to break up with him from what I understand. She wanted to just like still be with him and was kept trying to get back with him afterwards. But yes, the next oh, morning. No, yeah, you got to love yourself more than that, boo. Right? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> fucked up coming from me, but yeah. So, so the next morning, um, you know, I'm confronted. He didn't even tell me, first of all, he didn't tell me that like he broke up with her. Or any of this happened. I, whatever. The next morning I'm confronted with Julia at this, you know, bus stop. She's like pissed, you know? And the thing is, is like, even though she's so pissed, I could tell she's like livid. She kind of was like watching. I could tell that she was holding back the way that she was coming at me because I could tell that she didn't want to fight me because, I, I could fuck her up <laughs> and also like at the time like my reputation in high school was that um I don't know a lot of people I, I wasn't in a lot of fights or anything like that um I was a pretty just like a nice girl but my brother was in a gang and a lot of people <laughs> knew him and they were like afraid to fight me basically even girls mm -hmm. like um so so she was like kind of watching the way that she was going about it but she was like very pissed off and I was just the whole time the whole time that she was doing this because people were like shocked when she came up and like was saying all this shit and I was kind of taken aback because I didn't know that she knew all this stuff but then once like it all clicked and she like told me like yeah yeah you know like I saw what you were texting him like blah blah, blah. like and she started questioning me and she's like 
how many times has this happened? Like, what did you do? Like, you know what I mean? Like asking me questions and I like full disclosure. Like I told her, I was like, yeah, like we hooked up like three times. And (laughs) I was like, and, and like the whole time I'm confronted with her, I'm like, and what do you want to do? And (laughs) what's your point? And, um, it was I was like just being a G like and so what like just heartless heartless because like for me I felt like kind of backed into a corner like there's no I'm not I felt like I wasn't gonna say I'm sorry because I'm as an oxymoron kind of as it is because of what I did I felt like I was too I'm too genuine of a person to say that I'm sorry if I'm not sorry and I knew in the situation like I wasn't sorry so like I'm not gonna apologize to you I'm Huh? Not sad about it. Like, exactly. I shit. I'm not sad about it. Exactly. So I was. I could. I'm not going to say I'm sorry to you. I understand you're upset. I'm not going to say I'm sorry to you. So the only other thing that you've left me with is to tell you the truth, which is like, and bitch, <laughs> like, and you know. So like everybody was kind of laughing at her, you know, because it's obviously clear that I just didn't give a fuck and she wasn't going to do anything about it, like physically wise. So we get on this, um, you know, bus or whatever we go to school and everybody starts to talk about it. And then like, they kind of start ragging on her like and like kind of making fun of her, you know, a little Aww. bit, which is fucked. Right. That's messed up. Um, I know people are mean. And so like, she was crying and stuff like that. And like one of my other, fr- like her, our mutual friend was telling me, she's like, Oh my God, like what happened? But you know, the thing is, it's like, like we were in high school and like, even, even the friends that were like our mutual friends that were like showing concern for her, like when they came up to me, they're like, you know, like, oh, I heard this, like, is that true? Like, da, 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 da. And when I explained it to them, like, honestly, I feel like girls at that age, they, they love drama. Word. They love drama. They were like eating that shit up. They're like, for real. <laughs> and I'm, uh, me being a cancer, cancer Leo, like I'm a dramatic ass bitch to a certain extent. So I'm like, yeah and it was fucking good (laughs) like like I just was just answering everyone like and yeah I understand like she's mad but like and he doesn't even want her anyways like you know and then when I got home belong to the streets like that's community big Jay like yeah like that's not your man like (laughs) on that kind of shit so like when I got home I didn't even text him the whole day I didn't say anything to him the whole day but then when I got home I like called him I was like yo like I heard that you know your girlfriend like found out you know like she was looking at your text messages found out whatever and he's like yo that's not my girlfriend <laughs> and I was like what do you mean that's not your girlfriend he's like yeah he's like oh I broke up with her and he like told me he's like honestly to be honest like I do feel I do feel fucked up about it I do feel bad that you know she's mad upset whatever but like honestly like I was I'm not into it like he just basically was saying like how he didn't really he wasn't really feeling the relationship with her and that he probably should have broken up with her a long time ago but he did it and that was on him but like he just is not interested in in the whole thing and I was just like okay you know like whatever not my problem um so that we ended up sleeping together like more, <laughs> a couple more times <laughs> and then we just like stayed friends and stuff like he tried to get into a relationship with me but um I was never at that time, I just wasn't as interested anymore because, like, I already was getting what I wanted out of it. Um, and, yeah, I just kind of moved on from there. But, like, it was fucked up what I did. And it was funny because, like, she's definitely insecure overall because she still tried to be my friend after a certain point because I think she realized there was nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Like, people weren't, like, people were empathetic, but not really, not that much. And, like... um, 
some people were kind of making fun of her, unfortunately. And she also didn't have the, the boyfriend anymore. So it was like really nowhere to go. So I think that she just kind of tried to be my friend again. And I was her friend, but I, I wasn't like, I didn't have a lot of respect for her. I didn't really trust her. When I say I was her friend, I, I would say like, we talked, I, she talked to me, I talked to her, but like, yeah, we're cordial. we were cordial, but like, we didn't really have like a, a whole friendship. And, and she like stalked me on Facebook years later because like, not years later, but actually from that time on. Cause like when I, uh, ended high school, um, he like, he told me he like, before I left to go to college, which I was going to another state, I was going to Boston, um, university he wanted to take me out to like just get like dinner and stuff and like he took me shopping and all this stuff and of course um I posted about the shit like on my social media I had a Facebook at the time I was like yeah I posted about it and like she was fucking stalking me she liking all the like the posts and stuff she was always like anytime like I posted anything involving him which we stayed friends over the years we're still friends like she always is like on it like on it um and I think that she still has like there was this thing like years afterwards there's this thing on Facebook where people would ask like anonymous questions or like inbox you questions and like you would answer it anonymously Mm -hmm. and I think like she sent him something like do you still are you still in love with me (laughs) (laughs) or or no like do you do you love me or did you ever love me some bullshit like that um and he was like no (laughs) because like he just posted the question and he posted um you know like the answer and like I just knew I fucking knew because she liked the post so I fucking knew that it was her um and I was like "Mm, sad to see it sad to see it honestly Um, Julia I'm gonna need you to work on your self-esteem boo like you know get you some therapy get some reiki some acupuncture like just boost your self-esteem mama because this ain't cute fuck these niggas yeah yeah I mean it's just sad it's just fucking sad I um I was I was definitely the villain in this situation so please you know (laughs) I'm not this person anymore your story was my story because I'm like I'd rather be the girl fucking the sexy Scorpio with the good dick than the girl who did the shit that I did (laughs) I mean you 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 put yourself out there and you know unfortunately the dick was trash but like It didn't work out. My whole thing, and like for me, I would, if I were Julia, like for me, I would have had to beat your ass. I don't care if your brother's in a game. Like, Julia, you should have took your shot. Like, knock this bitch in the face. Like, don't. Yeah, she she could have tried something. She could have just tried to stick up for herself. Cause the way I was coming at her, like, was fucked. Like, I was just like, and, and, bitch, and, what are you gonna do? And, she was good to even confront you because I feel like the girl that I was like if we were on that sort of timing I would have just walked up and headbutt you in the face like yeah yeah it, I would have like, and the, the situation were reversed I would have done the same shit like I would have been no exactly. talking and honestly and I wouldn't even thing. have waited till the next morning I would have been like at your door like the right fuck? I would have been at the house <laughs> hey <laughs> local neighborhood like, baby home but it, I think that she I think she thought that when she confronted me that it would be like I would feel sorry because like we were friends like I think she thought that like I would feel bad about it it, you know yeah and then also like my thing is oh go on oh no go go ahead I was gonna say my thing is you've got to know when people have done shit to you on purpose like 
when it wasn't a mistake, they did it, they sticking by it. And once you're clear on that, go for the bitch's jugular. Like, don't be out here trying to confront. No, I would not have confronted you. I would have just started punching you in the face. It would have been like, we fighting. I might lose, but we fighting. Because it's right. clear that this was on purpose. She didn't accidentally fall on your boyfriend's dick. Like Three times. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, honestly, um, to be fair to her, she did watch me in the few fights that I had been in. And I think oh. that's where she kind of fucking learned that like it wasn't going to go Don't well for her it. no matter what she decided to do. But still, bitch, like puff your chest out, like do something like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to like if I was that mad about it, I was either going to go for the fight and like bust you in your head with something or not say anything. Right. That would have been another method not to say anything. But like, yeah, it's sad to see it. I think again, I think that she thought like she could publicly maybe shame me or embarrass me. You know what I mean? Like, because mm. I if I would have said I'm sorry or something, um, maybe that would have been like, oh my god, everybody would have talked about, oh, she's such a whore, Girl, she's such like this, like you know what I mean? Like, school. yeah, like I maybe that's what she thought. Like Children have no remorse. So no, no. ain't going like it don't go that way. Did you see Mean Girls? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like some people you know, probably would have had remorse of better people than me at the time. But I, I just, again, I looked at the situation like in two seconds and I was like, okay, I can't be like this unauthentic person, even though I was unauthentic because the fact that I slept with him, knowing that he was with her, but I still couldn't force myself to be like, oh, I'm sorry, but even also, though. Why would she date yeah. him knowing that y'all had like previously had some sort of that's what I'm saying though that's what I'm saying though because you know what like we used to literally when I was a sophomore he was a senior we used to all including her including Julia sit at a table where it was me Julia him and like a like a couple other people and we would him and I would like sit next to each other all the time like flirt with each other like the whole time like we would always be flirting with each other always talking to each other like even though I had a, I had a boyfriend at the time. So like nothing ever came of it, but like, he clearly liked me. Um, that whole, that whole fucking time. Like he clearly fucking liked me. Um, so it's just kind of like, and, and then like when he was with her, like you could, you could just tell from everything that she was saying, all of her, like, you know, antidotes and stuff, like of, of when they were hanging out, like even when they would hang out, uh, there was like a local park in the neighborhood and they mm. would hang out and he would like always invite me to hang out with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like mm. shit like that. That was like telltale signs of like, okay, like he, yeah. he clearly didn't like her as much as she liked him. He was never in love with you. Like, and you knew that, that he kind of had this sort of thing with me. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that she was wrong for dating him. Of course not. But I just think that like, she should have known too that like it wasn't going to go exactly the way that she would have wanted it to go. Um, but yeah, I was the villain. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there was like, there were, there were trespasses before you had sex with her boyfriend because, and I think this is something that if I had to give advice to young girls out there, my advice would be like, do not be so infatuated with the guy that you don't recognize that it's your attraction reflecting back at you and that he is not into you at all because men will just be with somebody for the time being because it's like you're a space filler you know yeah if and you're so if you're like slobbering here, all over his dick like yes like he will give you exactly. some attention but like it's not it's not something that's going to be long lasting or you know and it's like you're out here like 
falling in love with the fact that you love him really because he's not doing anything worth falling in love with him for and it's like honey no 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 don't be no space filler thinking this dude is about to like magically start caring about you because these dudes will embarrass you they will be out here taking advantage of all of your feelings and not give a fuck at all don't do it I mean, it's sad because like, even after, you know, the whole falling out happens, like they, you know, he broke up with her, whatever. Like he would, after that, when we would hang out, like he would show me the text that she like, she would send him like long ass fucking text, Aww. like long ass fucking text. Like it was sad. It was like, what the fuck? Like just still trying to get back he with him. Hurt. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, come on. And that's the thing. You can't make somebody give a fuck. Like if they don't care nothing you say is going to make them care. They're not going to be like, oh, and now your feelings matter to me. I hope she learned that. I hope she's doing good. Like, I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't keep up with her, to be honest. Like, I just know that anytime him and I have like any sort of postings on social media that are associated with each other, she's always liked it. Um, Still? Yes, still. Still to this fucking day. Um, But I never really look at her profile, so I don't really know what's going on in her life. I never really checked it out. I should probably check it Mm. out to see, like, if she's doing well with herself. Um, But I really don't personally care that much. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But evidentially, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to say, I want to say that I have grown since then I don't I I'm not like a I'm not like a classic you know side hoe man stealer bitch like you know I don't do that stuff too you know yeah yeah, yeah, girl we know we know we know (laughs) my whole thing is if I were her not only would I have not mentioned it to you I wouldn't have mentioned it to him like but I'm also like a closet serial killer so I probably would have just poisoned this nigga like honestly like I that would have been her best move was freezing his soda and been like you want to fuck around with other bitches while I'm over here dedicated (laughs) to you I'm gonna show your ass something nigga yeah that would have been her best move would be to not say anything and like do something to me that was like revengeful and then when I'm like oh my god she'd be like yeah because you slept with my man bitch like you know what I mean like something like that but yeah she just I think she just had a distorted view of like who I was or what I was gonna do I think she thought like she was gonna come in hot and heavy and I wasn't gonna expect it and she was just gonna be like you know bitch you slept with my man I was gonna be like oh my god I'm so sorry and then everybody like oh my god you're (laughs) such a fucking whore and like you know that would have been my public shame ruin thing I think that was what was in her head but like it just didn't go that way because I was like and (laughs) and my whole thing is like honestly like obviously you've been betrayed by your friend and that sucks but I would have been more upset with him because it's like I don't know yeah yeah my boyfriend she's not my boyfriend that's true like a lot of people would say that they would be more upset at their friend but I do want to say too that like you know again I feel like we were we were people who if I Y'all can try to explain this, yeah more associates than friends like we hang out with the same people like whatever um but we didn't have like we were, I wasn't talking on the phone with the bitch like you know what I mean like she didn't know my secrets yeah. like this was just like an associate casual very casual thing um so like yeah I think I think with him that somebody that you liked for that long and somebody that you told him you were in love with him and all this shit and he went and did that I think mm-hmm. that would probably be the person to be more upset at but because yeah, it's like it's not other first of all if he was fucking you he was fucking other girls so it's not other girls job to like keep your boyfriend 
like safe on a leash you. for you yeah no exactly so it's like in reality like if you fuck my homegirl that like we all went to school together you can be fucking anybody you could be fucking girls you got hoes in different area codes so right right it's like it's really the onus is on him because you went out of your way to like invite my friend to your house so that y'all could fuck and you ain't had to do all of that so yeah I would have poisoned them or something or like just something raggedy like because it's like I don't want you to die I kind of just want you to be afflicted for the rest of your life yeah I'm like that's just who I am as a person still it's like if you have wronged me in a very deliberate way revenge is the name of the game do you are you sure you don't have any Scorpio in you um, listen, my dad's a Scorpio, so I probably learned from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Cause yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting here like that's me too. <laughs> but it's also because I feel like you know sometimes karma is you coming for a bitch. Like karma isn't always like this cosmic. The universe is gonna get you. No, sometimes like, it's I'm, you. Sometimes chart, you enact the karma. Yeah, exactly. And it's like my chart is Saturn ruled, and Saturn is very like karma and like what goes around comes around and so that might be why I'm such a vengeful spirit but it's like for me sometimes karma is me coming for your head after you've done something that's way out of pocket so that's what I'm gonna do yeah yeah so kids kids don't don't do this you know if you're out here like you know I I cannot tell you that I fully regret it I don't um, fully regret it because you know, that dick was bomb. Tonight, girl, stop playing. Yeah, yeah, but um, y'all live near each other, huh? I said, do you guys live near each other? Yeah, we don't live too far from each other at all. Actually, like the two. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, the two. Um, the the story with the two uh, guys, one disaster um mm-hmm. that same that same night he was also one of the guys that I think I was drunk and like I text him you know um mm. so yeah like yeah he doesn't live too far from me at all he's like a good like if I'm just like in that mood like I'll hit him up like he's he you know that's the kind of yeah and and, and we're also like now. really really good friends Well, that's nice. Do the dick still snap though? Hell yeah, girl! Like what? Yeah. It got better with time. The fuck? Like oh, that shit. Oh, so good, so good. Yes. Honestly, you know, growing up, I was really close with my dad, and like he kind of raised me like a boy, and like I just, I don't know. I feel like I treat men the way they treat women, so I'm very just like. Was the dick still snapping? All right, then that's what else people ask for. Because I mean, yeah, in that way, like where I'm, I'm being raised by a man who's kind of raising me, like I'm about to be a man too. So I treat a man like he treats me. I think that's how it should be, whether you're a man or woman, treat people the way they treat you. You know, um, some people try to rise above, which is great, but like I don't know, that's just me. <laughs> I. I don't even think that that's being like a, like a boy. I just think that like, if you, I, I think for me, it was just always like knowing what I wanted. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately for Julia <laughs> at the time, you know, that was just what I wanted to do. I wasn't like the girl that was, 
a slut per se, sleeping around with different people. But whenever I have gotten to a, a place, you know, where I'm just like, this is what I want to do. Like I make my decision, I make my bed, I fucking lay in it. You know what I'm mm. saying? And that's just what it is. And I, I don't know, that's all. But I feel like people just do this whole self-denial thing and then regret, have all these regrets later on. And it's just kind of like, I don't know what to Word. tell you. I, I like, I don't think of a slut as someone who sleeps around anymore. Well, at least like, it's like you sleep around, but it's because you want to. You yeah, know? there's a Not difference. There's a difference. A so there's a difference. But like, I feel like one of my regrets as far as like sexual regret is that when I was 29, right before I left the country. The age I am for, now, yes. For a few months, there was this 59 year old man five nine he was like an artist and he sold paintings at my local farmer's market and I really wanted him and we were definitely gearing up to he asked me to be his muse and to like come to his studio and like oh I will come to your studio and I will come in your studio (laughs) this man was so sexy and I know that he was like 30 years my senior but that's hot though hot. that's kind of hot yeah he had a gorgeous smile and I loved his paintings and I'm very much like I'm an artist I studied theater and screenwriting and like I love artists like and if I love your artwork like my pussy is wet it's going down and I regret not sleeping with him I really do I left the country before it could go down for real and I'm he's like, not around anymore I could circle back well the farmer's market isn't happening because of the pandemic and so, like, I don't really know where to find him. Like, it's kind of like I'm not around anymore because I, I don't live in that neighborhood anymore. And I'd like to circle back to that, though. And I know that I'm 32, so he's 62 now. But I think he still got it. Because if he still had it at 59, why wouldn't he still have it at 62? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that that needs to happen. Hopefully, the universe can pull that together. I mean, I've been praying on it. <laughs> I have been praying on it. He's a Pisces, and I feel like water signs are really good in bed. So I'm like, I've been praying. Oh, on Pisces, it. Like yeah, them. Pisces can be, but just just be careful because you know what? With a Pisces, sometimes it can be good in bed, and like you know, y'all sleep together, and it's totally fine, and you know, you move on with your life, whatever. But sometimes also Pisces just get attached for whatever reason. Um, mm so attached to you and it's just like get off me <laughs> I find oh, no. if, if you think Scorpios are like the top of the um like like water sign I would say um Pisces are just kind of like I don't know they're very emotional it's just it's kind of the pot calling the kettle black because I'm emotional somewhat <laughs> but like but like they're such crybabies like that maybe that's just how I view them they're just such crybabies they're, they're very they're very um, they actually do tend to be more on the artist side. Like that's just like a description of Pisces. They're always usually really artistic, really beautiful people, but they can mm-hmm. just sometimes be like, I don't know what to say. Like just such crybabies, such crybabies. Well, his paintings were really amazing and he had a beautiful bone structure. And I just remember thinking like, if I were just going to have a child with a man that like, you know, we're not in a relationship. I just want this man's child. It would be him. 
yeah he would that would be the perfect person because he'd probably like totally take care of the child be totally a part of it love you for being the mother of his child like that's the kind of person for sure like a pisces would probably i met his daughter i met one of his daughters he has like three daughters and the youngest one is only like five years younger than me okay stepmom porn (laughs) but i met his daughters one of them and she was so gorgeous and I remember looking at her and being like I'm trying to have a baby with your daddy because I'm looking at you and you are stunning and I saw like a picture of her mom and I was like your mom low-key looks like me so I'm basically looking at what my child would look like with your dad and I want it wow pre-planning I love it you are doing too much I love that that's so funny yeah this needs to happen Signed the life insurance, you're good. Right? And the thing is, like, for a very long time, since I was, like, in middle school, I've wanted to be a widow. <laughs> I, I honestly, that's not, you know, that's not crazy at all. I feel like a lot of people, there's, like, a certain elegance in it. Like, I always said that, like, right? if I ever got married, I would introduce my husband as my first husband. So I'd be like, hi, this is my first husband. Like, I would say that shit. Right. Just because, like, <laughs> I want to be like Elizabeth Taylor realness, like get married five times, marry yes. one dude's wife. So like, I wanted to be a widow because I always felt like widows have had successful marriages because it's like you guys stayed married and death did you part. Those are the rules. That's how marriage works. So, not, not those are the rules. <laughs> those are the rules, okay? It says, oh, death do us part. So in my mind, I'm like, if I marry an old man, like, I won't be super sad about being a widow because it's like, well, he had to go eventually. He was an old man. But if I marry someone my age and I become a widow, that's kind of tragic. Yeah, I feel like that's like very like sudden death, tragic, whatever. But what's yeah, the, what's the, people. are you not finding anyone that's around your age range that you're like attracted to that you would want to have like a kid with or be married to or anything? Um, um, not in reality, very much in my fantasies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> in reality, no. Um, and the thing is like why I was so attracted to him on top of like seeing his daughter and how gorgeous she was inside and out and his painting and stuff is that like, he was at that age where I feel like men have lived enough to like be decent, you know? And it's weird that like he's in his late fifties and I'm like, finally, he's old enough to be decent, but I kind of feel like men are just, it takes forever. Yeah. You got to catch men when they're like one foot in the grave and that's when they start being good people because they're trying to get into heaven you know yeah it's just like especially if anyone in their 20s is just a hot fucking flaming mess um just like dumpster fire trash mess like most of them um and then like once you get into the 30s i feel like you know it depends like you might get very lucky i feel like a lot of all of the good ones are kind of snatched up (laughs) but like you might get very lucky you know you go mid 30s like you might get very lucky but there's some very childish types there as well um yeah it's it gets really interesting and I feel like the thing about it is like I'm 32 and I'm not very religious and to be of 
you know, a black woman or a woman of color that wants to be married and you're not religious, it kind of seems like it's a no-go because all the girls I know that are in my age group that are married are typically like married to someone they met in church and like he's a deacon and all of this stuff. And it's like, it's like I want some of the things, but not all of the things because I'm like, I'm not religious and I don't really want to be. So it's kind of like marry an old man who's just happy to be fucking on pussy that's 30 years younger than him. I mean, I do have, I'm not gonna lie, I do have like a sugar baby fantasy kind of thing going on. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that like whole vibe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that whole vibe. Um, I don't know about having kids. Like, I feel like I'm at an age where I probably shouldn't make my mind up about it already. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I almost feel like there's something, there's an appeal in having a kid. I think that there's something beautiful about having children for sure. And I always think that like, if I were to become married, you know, I would probably want to have kids, you know, more so than not. Cause I just think that that's also a beautiful addition to a marriage is, is to have children as well. Not because it's expected, but just because like, you're so in love with the person in theory that like you want to go on that journey with them um, and create more life. Um, and that yeah. there was an appeal in that to me, but like the fact that like, I'm a hot fucking mess. <laughs> like, and I just think that like, um, I don't know what like, poor bastard is is gonna like get into the situation with me um (laughs) and I also don't know that I want to like there's healing out there I mean there is but like you have to like there's a lot of steps to this thing like you have to want to um in some ways I do like in some ways I definitely do um want to move forward from certain things and and become a slowly a better person and things like that but in some ways I can still see that like I don't because like I love there's like this part of me that like really loves the draw of like adventure and also like loves like a kind of nomadic lifestyle like I mm-hmm. always like even though one part of my mind is like oh it's so beautiful like you just meet someone and you fall in love with them you have children with them beautiful life like that's so appealing but then there's another side of me that's like equally as appealing would be or even more so would be this like nomadic lifestyle where you know I sort of do the things that I'm passionate about and get paid for them and <laughs> like try like live all these different places meet a whole bunch of different people and just like really enjoy life that way um while exploring like my creativity and like you know I don't know having fun and because I just love adventure like I have such a I feel like you can do both because I'm I... very that way like I have a very nomadic like I love traveling and being going around and I feel like this idea that having children or a husband and a family means that you have to stay in one spot it's like ancestrally humans are nomadic. We move around. We go with the season. So this idea of staying in one place is actually what's crazy because it's like, why are you here during hurricane season, my dude? Leave. Don't be here. Go with the wind, you know? So I don't know. I feel like I do believe that you can have this combination of the two where like you strap your baby on your back, get on the motorcycle and take them with you. Yeah, I think that you could. I just don't think that, like, um, I would want to, you know. I get um, that. 
that's probably more so what it is. Like, I think that if I had children, I would want more to give them more of a stable lifestyle. I think that there's, um, I know what it did for me. And I've always been really big on like, if I have children, I want to be better than what my parents were to me in the ways that if they were like, you know, it wasn't good. I want to be good to my children that way. And then in the ways that my parents were good to me, I want to be even better. And one of the things that I loved about my childhood was the fact that I was raised in like, you know, even though like in, in the household, it could be volatile and things like that. I, I love that. Like, you know, we had a, a consistent home that was, you know, like it was, um, stable and I didn't feel like I was one of those kids that like was like kind of schlepped around and like um you know place to place and like didn't really feel grounded I didn't have that problem and so I I would want to give my kids a stable loving you know warm place to be and that wasn't they weren't constantly moving around not that there's anything wrong with that uh moving around and stuff if you're doing it um, if you have that sort of lifestyle, it just, it's not something that I'd want to do as a mother. So I just feel like that's why I kind of feel like I would want to choose one or the other. And I also love my freedom too. the draw for mm. me in the nomadic lifestyle is not only in the traveling and moving around, but also in like what I'm doing with, you know what I mean? Like different adventures I'm going on with different people. You know what I mean? Meeting more people, um, experiencing more experiences, anything that anytime I'm like offered to do something new that I've never done before is no matter how crazy it is. Like there's always such a huge draw for me, even if it's kind of reckless. Like I'm always like, Oh my God. Never did this before. Why are you so much like me? I literally have an episode called I just do it. And it's all about like if someone offers me an experience 10 times out of 10 I'm gonna say yes same hard saying so it's like, <laughs> you want to jump out of this plane you want to snort some coke you want to go dumpster diving and I'm like sure yeah like I've never fucking done this before yes I want this experience again and I'm a part of me feels like it's a it's problematic to a certain extent but another part of me is like yes. this is fun but it's like okay the time that I snorted coke it was in a bathroom with this girl that I met in that bathroom and she was black and she offered me cocaine and I was like well listen if I'm ever gonna take cocaine from a complete stranger it's gonna be a black woman so go for it do it do that bugger sugar we're at party McFly it's this like comedy party that happens in a club here in LA and we go into the bathroom stall and I like do these like key shots off of her keys of this I love that. that she has and in the moment like afterwards I was like I don't even think this affected me but then like the next day I was like bitch you were coked off of your ass like you started being crazy like you were just bumping into things and just being so like loosey-goosey and initially I thought it didn't do anything but then once I was sober it was like oh yeah I did a lot of things it did a lot. <laughs> I did a but lot of things like because I thought that when you snorted cocaine, it just like went through your nose and like straight up to your brain because I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) But really, it goes down your nasal trip and it's just like nasty chemicals going down your throat. And I was like, ew, I don't ever want to do this again. So I was very turned off by it, but I'm glad I did it because it's like, well, how would I know that I don't like cocaine if I don't? Exactly. Exactly. 
the closest that I've ever gotten to cocaine was all of my friends. Like we all had gone out and all of us uh, were in the bathroom and my friend actually had it. And so uh, they all did like lines and I was the only one who did not, but I wanted to like, watch them all like what would happen you know what I mean like that was Mm -hmm. my experience because I I don't really like uppers anytime I've done any sort of an upper like I just don't like the experience but I had you know never done coke before and I just like let me see like what the experience is through you know whatever they're gonna go through and honestly um I don't I couldn't even really tell because after that we went to this um uh area that is like a whole bunch of gay guy uh clubs and bars and a lot at that point in time a lot of me and a lot of my friends would go to these places because it's like the place where if you want to just fucking dance and like have a fun experience without any of like the pressure of like being in an actual like straight club where guys are gonna like you know what i mean like try to just press you yeah like exactly so, so we went there and like, we would fucking dance our ass off. So we, we went to this club it was packed full of gay guys. Like most of them were shirtless and like, um, it was like just good music, you know, and strobe lights. And so like, I felt like I was fucking high off something. Cause like I'm drunk and like strobe lights everywhere. Like these gay guys, like I'm in a sandwich with them and like, they're fucking dancing with me. I had like my huge ass, like, this was like, I don't know, like in the era of Gaga. And so I was like wearing this huge, like light up bow um, that they all apparently loved. Um, And I was fucking just dancing my ass off, having the time of my motherfucking life. Um, I think at one point I probably flashed my tits because nobody fucking cares there. Um, I don't know. It was just crazy, but I I feel like I was kind of- Girls gone wild in the gay club. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, cause okay. So I have like huge boobs and like the gay guys, they're just like fascinated by things. So like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I just, when I, whenever I would go there, I felt like I got like to dress more avant-garde because again, like nobody's trying to press you and they just really appreciate what you're wearing more than anything. So the more avant-garde you go, I just had like a, like, they just like loved it, ate it up. And like, they would buy me drinks all the time. <laughs> and like, oh my God, girl, I love your bow. Oh my God, I love those shoes. Oh shit, that's a light up. Like they were just like, give you so much life that that's what I would do. Like I would go out there and just like fucking put on a show basically and have the time of my life. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just that kind of vibe. It was just a sense of freedom and we all loved it. And so, yeah, that experience, like I wasn't even paying attention to my friends at that point. Cause like they were doing the same shit as me. They were just sweatier. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and like, and like we we're just having the fucking time of our life. Um, and then, um, yeah, they're at, the fucked up part of that night was, and I guess it's kind of messy. Um, <laughs> There was we we left there. We got an Uber, left there. We went to another part of the city, and not on outside of that city. We went to Boca, um, which I'm sure you might have heard of, and Mm -hmm. to this place called Meisner. And there's like we just wanted to get food, and there was this uh, reception hall, basically where (laughs) apparently there's a wedding reception going on. Okay, a fucking wedding reception, and we go in there like my friends coked off their asses me I'm like fucking drunk mess and I'm like let's go in and we fucking go in there's a guest book we sign it 
um there's like a bunch of chocolates like you know nice chocolates out by the guest book we take that we use the bathroom and then we're like should we go in should we go in we're like yeah we should go in like we'll just crash this wedding it'll be such a fun experience and like obviously like the way I'm dressed and let me fucking light up bow um I look like I don't know like fucking Julia Roberts pretty woman like (laughs) in her prostitute outfit like just fucked um and yeah, we don't look the part. So, but we decide to go in anyway. I just put on my leather jacket and and we went inside and we like went straight to the buffet. We got food. <laughs> we got food. We got cake, wedding cake. And we just like literally at first we were like chilling in the corner table and then we like like everybody was dancing. So we like kind of like started dancing and stuff. And like and I I think maybe we were so fucked up. Like, cause I feel like people were like looking at us, like laughing, whatever, but like nobody kicked us out. Nobody said anything like nobody. And I don't even think that the, the bride or groom even really noticed us like that. Cause there's a lot of people at this reception, like hundreds of people. And so, and it was kind of like dim lit in there. I was like, people were dancing by that point, everything. We were there when she threw the bouquet, my, you know, um, friend almost caught the bouquet. Oh, nice. And um, we just had the time of our lives and then we left and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. We were in pictures with people. Like it was, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm in somebody's wedding pictures. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And we signed the guest book, everything. We're like, um, I'd be totally down for it. I always said that too. I was like, yeah, as long as they didn't do anything fucked up, like I would be totally down. That's dope. yeah that's it, it was just story that's a dope story I think it was messy just because like <laughs> the fuck <laughs> I'm like I don't know it was fun for us like it was definitely an experience for me like I was like yes like this is amazing um <laughs> and so, you didn't even have to start cocaine to have a good time no no I didn't um and I, I'm like, uh, from what my friends told me and everything I, I really didn't miss anything like I feel like um at least I got to go to sleep. Like they didn't go to sleep. <laughs> they were too, they were tripping too hard to go to sleep. I, I went to sleep afterwards, like just crashed at my friend's house. And that was that end of the night. But yeah, we, we had a fun time that my friends, they all, um, two of them got matching tattoos that night. Um, okay. these stupid ass, like semicolon tattoos. Um, I thought it was well, so fucking doesn't, dumb. Doesn't that mean something though? Like the semicolon tattoos? yeah i forget (laughs) i think it just means that like it's not it'll never be over like i don't know oh okay i thought it was like a symbol for like if you have been in an abusive relationship or something that might be purple i don't know it's hard to remember yeah i think theirs was like something based in friendship so i think it was more like you know friends forever it'll never be over yeah (laughs) which which we are all still friends so whatever but like yeah I don't know okay I'm googling semicolon tattoo because I really want to know what does a semicolon tattoo mean yeah I want to hear it I never heard of that like oh you know it means that you're why if you were in an abusive relationship why would you want to get that tattooed I don't understand I think it's like that you've survived oh yeah survival okay it's an empowering symbol of a person's ability to write their own story and overcome struggles 
okay so yeah that's I think that's the whole like abuse thing and then it's like when used as a tattoo it represents when a person could have ended their life but chose not to okay so yeah I knew it was yeah those bitches were kind of suicidal yeah I guess like (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) so but yeah like I I just remember people were like people are getting semicolon tattoos that's a beautiful meaning for a tattoo though organ and it's an integral part of your immune system that too thank you for mentioning that because people get so like it's like dude you don't we don't really what's in this ink is not regulated if you don't go to a reputable tattoo shop you could get potentially get a tattoo with a dirty needle and then get an infection or you know your skin can react to that that ink in a different way that you're not prepared for and it could be disgusting and ugly and like tragic so like like, don't just willy-nilly do this shit and deliberately compromising the integrity of my skin because it's like your body is doing so much to keep you safe and alive that you are completely unaware of and your skin is a huge part of that it's the thing that separates the outside of you from the inside of you so I'm not really about injecting my skin with anything like I've never liked needles I don't like you know when you have to do blood tests because it's like I don't I don't feel like my skin is meant to be broken so, so this is a violation and, you know, I, I have submitted to blood thing. tests. I will say I have submitted to yeah. blood tests and things, but like, I didn't enjoy it. Would not recommend. Um, <laughs> one star. <laughs> one star. Okay. It, it, this was ghetto. <laughs> I want to go home. Okay. And um, like my veins are hidden and they roll. Like, so my whole body is against it. My whole body's like, uh-uh. No, same, same. And you've got to be a real professional to get blood out of me. Which is the which is the worst part because they try to like always like poke me and poke me and poke me again. Like one time mm-hmm. it was to the point where like the, this nurse was trying to like um, find my vein or whatever. And like he's like because he knew like I was like, I don't like needles. I wasn't like like super dramatic about it. It's just like I don't like needles. Like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm just, you know, whatever. And like he, he couldn't like get it right. So he has to, like poke me a couple of times. And like I remember like just one tear like, like fell out of my eye and I must have looked so sad. I didn't say anything, but I must have looked so sad because like he like started to like literally tear up and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like he's like, I never want to do that again. I'm so sorry. Like he got emotional through mm. through trying to like find my vein. I guess I just made him feel so bad and so guilty about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah and then they finally brought in someone who was like yeah they they brought in someone who finally um was able to do it and like she pokes me like so hard it was so painful even afterwards it was just like I never want to go through this again this is so awful like I hate it here in my experience like because typically I've had the same doctor and like the same medical group for years and years and so I figure out who's the best phlebotomist and that's the person I go to in my experience, women nurses who have been nurses for like 20 to 30 years, they get the job done. Like they know what they're doing. Don't give me nobody that's fresh out of nursing school. Don't come up in here with like, you know, you've only been doing this for a decade. I need someone who has been sticking needles in people longer than I've been alive. Bring her, get her out of retirement if you have to. But in my experience, <laughs> same those are the people who do it the best. And like, I remember one time I was getting blood tests done and this woman couldn't find my vein. 
and she moved the needle while it was in my arm in search for the vein. And I flipped out. Like, just because I have to watch them do it. I can't look away. It's like, I've got to be on top of this. And when she wiggled that needle around inside of me, I just started kind of hyperventilating. And I was like, I'll come back. I don't want to do this anymore. I'll come back another time. It's okay. It's fine. And then she like, she's like, okay, no, wait, like I'll go get the like real professionally. And she went and got the woman who typically always took my blood. The woman found a vein in five seconds. Yeah. And I hate, even when that happens, like makes me more angry and more upset because I'm just kind of like, why didn't you just bring this person in the first place? Like, honestly, like nobody needs to be tortured like this. I don't care if it's me or if it's another person, like no, nobody needs to be tortured like this. Like just don't fucking even try. Okay. If you're having a problem, just bring someone else. She was busy. And I really almost said, I'm going to just wait for her. But I was like, no, I'm going to give you a try. And I gave her a try and it went all the way wrong. (laughs) <laughs> poor you uh I hate that so much like I just hate needles um yeah no no so yeah it's just not I'm not built that way my heart don't beat like that I just don't like it and you know I get that sometimes you, you're gonna have to bite the bullet and I don't cry anymore and I've never fainted but I've always made fucked up faces like I'll just be like oh and my face looks like <laughs> that. My face looks like, ooh. So they know. They know me. And I, I always warn people something that's really cool. A few years back, I discovered that there's this needle that has a button on it. And it like instantly retracts out of you when the button is pushed. Best experience ever. Really? I've never heard of this. Because like the person, you know, they have to put it in. But it seems like like when a human hand is taking the needle out, there's like some shake, you know, and it's very uncomfortable for me. But if they just, if they have these retractable needles, they just put the cotton ball on there to add the pressure and push the button. And it's like instantaneous. And I, it's when I was with Kaiser Permanente here in LA that I discovered those needles. And the guy was like, yeah, we have these new needles. And they're way better. And the experience was great. And I was like, oh, I could do that again. Two stars. Okay. Oh, wow. I need that in my life then. Cause like, if I'm going to have to, you know, experience, have this horrible experience in the first place, like I would rather have, you know, a needle that's not going to shake so much. And I, I had a horrible experience where, um, the, the nurse like blew a vein, like went right through it. And that was so painful. It was painful for like, I want to say at least a week or two, um, sore and it hurts so bad. I would never even recommend this for my worst enemy. Um, it was just horrible and it was so painful. And I like, I hated it. This was in Maryland. Fuck you, Maryland. (laughs) Specifically Salisbury. Fuck Salisbury. It sucks. Um, never want to go there again and yeah I hated that for sure because <laughs> that's like one of my worst fears is that like they fuck up one of my veins it's like just don't please lord oh my god no I wouldn't wish that on anyone either yeah it was bad it was absolutely bad and yeah it's like you go there you're already feeling like shit and you're gonna fucking blow my vein like and she kept trying over and over again and again that's like one of the things that pissed me off it's like stop it stop just stop like you can't do this it's like they like want you're- to win 
Like they want to be better than your veins. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like I'm a human being. I'm a person. Like, I don't want to suffer like this. Like I'm already here because I'm not feeling well or whatever the case is. And it's like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, (laughs) no. Yeah. It's like, take the L girl. Cause you're torturing me again. It's torture. So please just take the L and you know, I wish that they would just do the thing where like, they kind of prick you in the shoulder and take a drop. Cause I don't think they need that much blood. Like how much Dude, blood do you they need? do not need that much blood They're, at that time that I was talking about when, um, the nurse cried or whatever, like that time when, the, when the other nurse came in and like took, you know, pricked me really hard. She took like three vials of blood. They mm. literally only took two of the full vials of blood left one. When I left the hospital room, that vial of blood was still sitting there. Like they never needed it. It was literally still sitting on the counter. I was so pissed. I was like, what the fuck? Like literally like you took, you took more than you needed. You just left it sitting here. You guys are fucking gross and atrocious. I hate you like zero out of five stars. Seriously. Like, I feel like they could just take a finger pricks worth of blood and like stretch it out because when you're watching, excuse me, when you're watching CSI, you know, they get like a partial drop of blood on the side of a And they're able to figure out who the fucking criminal is, right? Like, um, hello. They're able to find out what this guy ate for breakfast yesterday and like trace him back to the diner. But you go to the fucking hospital and they need to take 17 liters of blood to tell you if you have fucking I think they're, I think it's like a secret conspiracy and they're just trying to take your blood so that they have blood stored up to like, you know, handle when they have like emergency situations which i feel like if that's what your guys are doing that's fucked up didn't agree to it no yeah it sucks it totally sucks and like i'm really not with it at all because they always take a bunch of blood from me and i don't even know my blood type because apparently like that's a special test and from what i've heard and researched you can only find out your blood type if you donate blood yeah, I've never donated blood, but I do know my blood type. I think that when I was, um, when I went to my pediatrician when I was younger, um, mm. I don't know what the reasoning was, but it they were they provided a blood type, and my mom has always known my blood type as well. Um, she knows all of our blood types, so I don't know if maybe they were doing things differently back then, and they just provided more information. But um, she always told me like, don't tell people your blood type. Um, and supposedly my blood type is, is one of the rarer, um, blood types. Mm-hmm. And so she was always like, she, she was always the opposite. Like, because people were like, oh, if you have a rare blood type, like you should donate blood, you know, mm-hmm. because there's a shortage of it, you know? And of course, if you're a God forbid ever in any sort of accident situation or you need blood, like, you know, that would be helpful. Cause like, it's, it's bad because like you, your blood, you know, there's a shortage. So but my mom was always the opposite. She was like, never fucking donate blood. You need your blood. <laughs> like you don't need to be donating blood. No, don't do I it. I agree with your mama. And also like, I don't want anybody else's blood in me. So it's like, if same, you know, same, same. Getting someone else's blood or dying. Like I'll just take my chances. Because, <laughs> you know what? You're like bleeding out. No They said no man knows the day or the hour. So it's like you saying I might die, but I might be fine. We gonna see. I don't want anybody <laughs> else's blood. I just don't. It's gross. I mean, honestly, if it's not my mom, I don't want it. So, and the thing, now that you mentioned that whole pediatrician thing, I do think that I um 
I do think my pediatrician told me my blood type when I was a kid. Like he told me and my mom, because I've always had this idea of what I believe my blood type to be, but it hasn't been confirmed since I was like seven and my pediatrician told me. So maybe they were doing things different back then because that was like- I think so, because that was still around the time when like to get married, there was a blood test required. Like it was more yeah. stuff, which I still, I hate that they discontinued that. I feel like that should still be a thing. People have even more diseases now than they ever did then. So I don't know why they like stopped doing that, but I think that they should, should they should do that. And, and whether they do it or not, like, honestly, pro tip, like if for any of you guys that are thinking about marrying a man or something, like get a fucking blood test, like find out what that, you know, motherfuckers genetics are, um, or at the very least, find out if they have like any sort of like pressing diseases or whatever, because yeah. you just never know these days. And you should know before you walk down an aisle with someone, um, you know, and merge your lives together. So, yeah, I would totally 100% do that, mainly because I have trust issues, but like, <laughs> I, well, I would definitely do it. Could have like a contagious disease and they not even know, depending right. on Right they do things to take care of their body. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people may have found out some stuff back when it was required to get a blood test. Oh yeah, yeah. There was tons of stories of people finding out stuff about, you know, each other or whatever and ending up not getting married because they found out certain things. Like, yeah. Um, and it's it's very protective for the society, for the two people involved. And, you know, I think that that should be part of it. Health is a big part of it. I mean, you're agreeing in sickness and in health. I think I should know what you're working with in every mm-hmm. aspect of that. Especially if you ain't in health. Exactly. I need to know beforehand, you know, what I'm getting I into. I agree. Tell me everything. Yeah. Tell me everything. So um, is there maybe like one more messy story that you want to tell before we wrap this up? Mm, I don't think so. I feel like, I feel like I have exposed myself as a mess enough for one day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're the good part about it. I don't know if that's a good part, but you're not alone. (laughs) I too am a mess. Um, I will definitely be telling more and more messy stories as they happen on my podcast, really with the sole purpose of, you know, again, two sides of the coin, like maybe you can listen to me and learn about what not to do in your life, which, you know, the, for the messy story that I told, like, yeah, don't sleep with your friend's boyfriend, even if, you know, you even if he was definitely to. yours first. No, I'm kidding. people people aren't objects they don't belong to anyone that's true that's true but you know try to be courteous try to be courteous um and then um you know also like if you are doing some messy shit like you know that you're not alone in it because I'm out here being messy too and so is Roy and (laughs) we are here (laughs) indeed So Roy, if you want to tell people again where they can find your podcast, any new projects that you have coming up, where they can find you um, socially, all of those things. Sure. Again, on Twitter, you can find me at let me bitch bitch, no punctuation. And on Instagram, you can find me at let me tell you something, bitch. Um, I'm way more active on Twitter than Instagram. I actually find it kind of difficult to use Instagram in this current state of my life. 
Yeah, I I'm way more active on Twitter than Instagram as well. Um, so I concur with that. Yeah, and the podcast is streaming literally like everywhere you get your podcast, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Castbox, Spreaker, Spotify, everywhere. You heard it here first. Everywhere you want to listen, you can get that podcast. And that's Let Me Tell You Something, Bitch. So she shares amazing stories from her own life, her own personal um, stories, kind of like I do here, but in her own way. Um, They're very riveting. They are. They will grip you. And it's such a fun listen. Um, So please do go check it out and leave her some love. Send her some ratings, reviews, all that good stuff. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Of course. And it was such a pleasure having you on today. I hope that you have an amazing week and you're welcome back on the show anytime. Thank you. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. Bye. Later. I've got a routine that always shocks me. I've got a routine that always shocks me.